welcome to the Church Brand Guide podcast. My name is Michael Persad. This is the podcast where we want to serve you as your virtual communications director to provide clear communication strategy because we believe that confusion is the enemy of your vision. I would like to serve you through my coaching membership to help you become your church's brand guide. You'll be able to be the branding experts to help turn strangers into contributors. You'll be able to steward your resources well, saying yes to the right things. Ultimately, you're going to see more guests showing up at your church. Through that, you'll see more life change taking place. And you'll be able to get more support for your vision. I've been serving churches for decades. And one thing I've seen is that there's too many churches that are perfectly equipped to reach a world that no longer exists. My agency has been building brands for churches, and we've been helping churches attract more people in their community, and then once they get there, cause them to say, I want to be a part of that. I want to show you how to do this. There are four steps. First, you have to get clear about who you serve and how you serve them. Next, you have to create the experience that's in line with solving their problem. Next, you have to have a system to attract people on a regular basis. And step four, you need to get buy-in. So people say, I want to contribute to that vision. If you get all of these four steps right, you'll have brand clarity. Will people choose to come and be a part of what you're doing? So I want to invite you to my coaching membership where you'll have access to a weekly coaching call where I'll unpack a branding strategy. Then you'll be able to ask questions specifically to your church. And I'll give you resources that you can customize for your church so that you can have a plan, a strategy to reach more people. You'll be part of a community where we're all sharing ideas because we truly believe that confusion is the enemy of the vision of the church. Join us today. Go to churchbrandguide.com. Click on membership and sign up. All right. Well, thanks for joining me today. And uh, I just want to say welcome to Church Brand Guide. My name is Michael Persad, and I'm glad to see you here today um, joining me on this call. We're going to be jumping into a topic that I found extremely helpful when I was on staff at a mega church. We had a lot of resources. I had a team uh, that was working with me, and I was serving as a communication director. And so in that position, in that role, I had to organize a whole church and multiple departments so that I could communicate well. And um, the result is what I'm going to share with you today. Um, and we're going to jump into that as we talk about how to, how to plan ahead um, and, and get momentum built throughout the course of a year using a one-year grid to build momentum and to get things done well ahead of time so that you're able to take full advantage of the resources that you have. Whether you have a little bit or a lot of resources, you could be uh, much more effective with it once you uh, get the idea of how to how to do what I'm going to talk about here today. So Church Brand Guide is where I want to serve you as your virtual communications director because I believe that confusion is the enemy of your vision. And I want to help uh, you become your brand expert so that you can turn strangers into contributors. Again, what my, uh, my internet's going a little bit weak, so hopefully you're still uh, with me here today. I, I apologize for that. Um, but with that, you're able to steward your resources well, and today's topic is going to really dive into that, uh, being able to steward those, uh, those finances well, 
and also your uh, the people that serve under you. Um, and ultimately, we, I want to help you get more guests, see more life change taking place, and get more support for the vision that God has given uh, to your church. We have four steps that we talk through. Um, get clear is number one. Create the experience is number two. Number three is to attract people and, and get buy-in. Once we have all four of these steps in place, we're going to achieve brand clarity. We're going to be clear about the vision that God has given to us and how people can jump in and be part of what, uh, what, what God is doing. Okay, looks like I am back um, after losing some signal here. Um, let's try this one more time. And uh, I'll try to keep this short today. That way uh, we don't go on and off all day. So thanks for hanging out and for uh, bearing with me. So let's, let's move on. <laughs> let's press forward on this. So I don't know about you, but you've maybe been in this position before where you're always working from behind. It seems like you're always... Um, one step behind, there's an event happening, and uh, you're trying to play catch up with your promotions. You're trying to get everybody pulled together so that you can get the information you need. Well, I want to share with you um, how this is the thing I'm going to share with you about the, uh, the system, uh, this framework, this grid I'm going to share with you is going to help you be intentional about your yearly rhythm. The solution to the problem of always working from behind is to know what's coming ahead, way ahead. And um, we, we want to, when we do this right, more people show up and more people stick. So as we jump into this, I want to set it up with this conversation. Uh, God did this. He modeled it to us in, in the Old Testament. And the idea was that he set up these seven feasts. And um, people that are Jewish still practice these feasts today. Some Christians actually still do it. But there's seven of them that happen during the course of the year. And uh, it does really a, a couple different things. There's probably multiple things that it does. This is not a Bible study. I'm just kind of making, making a point with this. But um, it does a couple things. One, it helps people to remember what God did to, to free the Israelites. It helps the Israelites to, to remember how God did that. And, and for us as Christians, too, uh, remembering that God did all that, um, that he did to free his people. Uh, and, and then second thing it did, um, these feasts pointed to Jesus, the, the coming Savior that would, that would come. And sure enough, Jesus fulfilled all the different promises in these feasts. And um, it was really neat. But the, the idea that I'm trying to get to today is that there was a yearly rhythm where the Jewish people would get together and have these feasts. And by having these feasts, they would remember God and they would, it would point to Jesus, the coming Messiah that would come. Um, Today, I want to share with you this grid, this diagram that helps us to look at our year. So as a church, we have a rhythm. Uh, most churches have a rhythm. I'm going to share with you what I think is an ideal rhythm. It's just a starting point. When I say ideal, what I mean is a, it's a starting point. Um, every church is unique and different, but I, there are certain things that, um, that most churches can take advantage of, especially in the marketing realm. You know, I think about Peeps. You know those candies, uh, the, the marshmallow candies around Easter? They're, they're Peeps. They, they shape them like little bunnies or, or chicks. Um, well, Peeps has like one time a year where they have to hit a home run. And um, that's their one time to, to get their product out there. Um, in in uh, church world, we have a few times of year where it is amazing for us to, to promote to the community and they will respond. So I want to put that into this. Plus, there's a few things that are specific to our church that we do well that we want to put into that, this grid, this framework as well. But we want, to, we want to be able to create a framework for your church 
that allows you to take advantage of the natural flow of the year. And uh, so you're able to, to plan accordingly to, to take advantage of that. So I'm going to break this down into little bites. And then we'll come back to this big, uh, this big picture here because it's a little bit overwhelming to look at it all at once. Um, so let's take a look. First of all, we're going we're gonna to be talking quarterly. When we plan, we want to plan by quarters. Um, quarters are three months. So the first quarter is January, February, and March. So if you think by three-month quarters, it, it helps you actually to get your brain wrapped around what needs to happen, and you're able to make um, greater progress in your planning if you're thinking by quarters. Our, our brains are actually wired to think in three-month in increments versus thinking in a one-year uh, block. A one-year block is really a hard thing to get your head wrapped around. In fact, uh, Michael Hyatt, he, he's a kind of a planning guru. Uh, he's got this blog and a bunch of different things that he puts out there, uh, including a planner that I use. It's a one-year planner. In fact, I'm going to show this to you right now. It's called a one-year planner. And in it, uh, he has you think by quarters. In fact, you order this planner by quarters. Um, and every quarter, you order a new planner. Because um, what he's done is some research that says, hey, people can't think further than three months, like not very effectively. So if you have a goal, that's a one year goal, what you need to do is break it down into quarters. In first quarter, I'm going to get this part of it done, second quarter, that part of it, third quarter, a little bit more. And then by the end of the year, you can get your one year goal done. But that's the big idea. We want to think along these lines uh, as, a, as this planner and uh, be able to think by quarters and accomplishing certain goals by quarter. So first quarter on the left, I've kind of laid out there a few ideal events. And then this is, this is where I'm showing you maybe what a recommendation uh, might be for a church, just a general church. Um, yours, your church is going to be uh, specific to your needs. But here's a few things for you to chew on if you're not already doing this. January is a great time for an invite series. People are coming back to church. They're making New Year's resolutions. And if you take advantage of that natural momentum, you can uh, mobilize your congregation so they are inviting people in January to come to church. Because, again, there's a lot of New Year's resolutions that are happening. Um, let me check a chat real quick, make, make sure that... Uh... Oh, yeah, thanks. Uh, so, Marquita, the, uh, the planner is by Michael Hyatt, uh, H... Y-A-T-T, -T, Michael Hyatt. Um, so thank you for the chat. That lets me know my internet is working. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, but it's called a full focus planner. Um, it's amazing. If you're a leader, I would recommend getting it uh, for yourself. So invite series in January when people are thinking about coming back or make, creating new, new Year's resolutions. A lot of those are spiritual. So um, help them come back to that. And then also do a, a guest-friendly series that um, introduces the, the guests to, to Jesus, to the church, and um, gets them going on, on that new year. Uh, groups, launching groups of, of some kind, if you have small groups that meet in homes or maybe Sunday school classes, um, usually January, February is a great time to launch your groups. Um, so I have it down here for February. Uh, February is also a great time for conference, February and March, that, that time frame. If you do a women's conference, a men's conference, a mar marriage conference of some kind at your church, um, that's a great time to hold, hold one of those. Uh, discipleship, uh, that's a great time for discipleship classes. Sometimes people do a Bethmore Bible study, or they might have some other type of Bible study, uh, 
Financial Peace University or a lot of programs can uh, take place uh, around that time frame as well in about March um, to get people through that right before Easter. So quarter two kicks off with Easter. Easter is a Super Bowl. This is one of the natural events that God has given to us as a church where people will come to church when they won't come any other time. So make sure Easter is awesome and is geared towards that new guest. Uh, Mother's Day is happening uh, right after Easter. So that's an opportunity for you to use Easter to invite people to come back on Mother's Day. So uh, Mother's Day is when uh, you have a great opportunity to invite moms to come to church and anybody who has a mom to come to church. And mom has a lot of clout. So mom has the ability to say, hey, you should, for Mother's Day, I want you to go to church with me. And um, leverage that, leverage the mom, get that done. Uh, also in May, I recommend launching uh, groups, your second semester or trimester. Usually groups are done in trimesters for, um, for people to be able to uh, lock in for about three months. And then at the end of three months, uh, one, one system, one way of doing it is to be able to release them so that they don't feel like they have to commit to, the, to groups for forever. Um, it's usually a great time for you to kind of relaunch in, in May so that there's another trimester that starts with groups. Again, you don't have to do it this way. I'm just sharing with you some things that uh, churches have done that have worked well. And this is one of them. Uh, Father's Day, uh, another big day for inviting people to come to church. Um, statistically, Father's Day is a little tricky because it's one of the lowest attendance, attended days um, in, in, the, uh, in the church as a whole. Um, also, Father's Day is, I believe it's one of the least celebrated uh, holidays um, so, but I put it on here because as the church, uh, I think it's an opportunity for, for us to turn Father's Day into something great in our community. What if you could do, be the best at celebrating Father's Day and inviting uh, dads, men to come to your church? So that's one of the strategies we're using at Vibrant Church. We want to use Father's Day to reach men. And uh, that's part of our vision to reach men in this community with the gospel of Jesus. Uh, quarter three, serve day. That's where we get out in the community and serve. Uh, April is a or August. August is a great time for some sort of a uh, revival, if you want to, if you will. Um, I put that word in there just as a way to say, hey, it's just calling the church people back together for a time of prayer and uh, just kind of focusing on uh, getting back after summer. Um, so, so quarter three uh, is a great time for some sort of a maybe guest speakers come in. Maybe you do some things that are more internal, like worship nights, uh, some things like that. That just kind of rejuvenates the, uh, the, the people in the church because September is coming and September is for, time for us to go out once again, focus outward to inviting people. So September, some sort of invite series is a great idea. Uh, launching groups again in September is a great idea. So you'd have groups going in September, October, and November. Uh, we don't necessarily uh, find that groups are effective in, in uh, December, so we usually take a month off on, on that. Uh, again, just in general. And then uh, I put this thing anniversary in there. A lot of churches started in September. A lot of churches do start in September or January. Uh, but your anniversary is a great time for you to have an event of some kind that you gather people to um, come together and just celebrate what God is doing. So an anniversary is kind of like a birthday. It's just a natural time where people will say, yes, I'll come uh, when they might not say yes any other other time. So uh, use that and uh, celebrate the church and what God's doing through the church with some sort of an anniversary whenever that lands within the course of your uh, your calendar. Quarter four, uh, October's a great time for a community event. 
whether it's another serve event where you go out and serve, or if, if it's a like a fall festival where you host it at your church and you just invite the community to come. October is a great time where people, families are looking for some things to do with together. And uh, that's a great time for the church to, to do a trunk or treat, a harvest festival, something along those lines. We've seen a lot of different ones that have been very, very effective uh, in that time frame. And then uh, in November, uh, if you have conferences, that's another time for a, for a conference where it works really well, early November before Thanksgiving. So men's conference, women's conference, marriage conference, um, anything along those lines. It's a great time to hold a conference of some kind if you do that as a church. So in my calendar here, I just put a block in, uh, you can see over on the left in quarter one in, in February, I put conference. And then again, here in quarter four, I put another time for a conference uh, based on what your church does. Some churches are really big on marriage and they have, they have a marriage event. So maybe that's a great time for you to do that. And then Christmas is another natural time for you to reach out to the community, invite them to come into the church and make a big deal about something that is naturally happening. So in the course of this quarter one, two, three, and four calendar, I'm trying to lay out um, some times where we can take natural, uh, take advantage of natural times of the year where people are thinking of, about something such as Christmas or Mother's Day, uh, Easter, those type of things, and take advantage of those, those times because then we don't have to educate people. Um, sometimes churches do events that are very... Uh, uh, internal events and you have to like educate people of what, why they should care and why they should come to the event. So we can have a few of those, but I would just say, Hey, be, be conscious of what's already happening and see if you can't take advantage of, of the natural calendar flow that uh, our culture is naturally uh, going towards. Also, I've highlighted a few of these in blue and at the bottom I have the big five. So I would just challenge you like, what are the big five events that are really, um, important to your church and inviting the community to your church. So I've highlighted five. One of them is Easter. Second one is Mother's Day. Another one is Father's Day. Again, we talked about that a little bit with Father's Day. Uh, the fourth one is anniversary and the fifth one is Christmas. So those are just big, the big five that you could take advantage of to reach out into the community and invite them to come to your church uh, during the course of the year. So I'm just going to ask you, what are your big five? Your church might be, again, really amazing at holding a women's conference and your women's conference, man, everybody just wants to come to the women's conference, <laughs> even the guys, but they can't. Um, but don't, don't um, throw that out. Uh, keep that and put that in a great place where it can thrive and do even better because you're, not, um, you're, not, you're spreading it out and you're not putting it in the middle of a bunch of other stuff. So one of the other things to point out is that we don't want to take resources from one thing for another thing. So spread out your events, uh, take a look at the year as a whole and plan things accordingly so that you are uh, using your resources wisely. Um, not only your finances, like that's part of it, but also using your resources of your volunteers wisely. So you're not overdoing it or maybe your staff on church, uh, your church staff that be, they, they get paid to work there. Sometimes they get burned out. Uh, because we're trying to do too much all at once in one season. So pay attention uh, to that as well. All right. So uh, three things to point out uh, once again uh, with this, this big idea of planning uh, one year in advance. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention was that this is July. It's kind of a downtime for most churches. So I'd encourage you before it kicks back up, things get into high gear, 
uh, here in about a month or two, um, take a moment to take a look at your next year. Like go from July to June of next year and just, just plan things out. Take a look at the calendar and do what we're talking about here today. So I want to set up uh, three big ideas. One is to plan, second is to promote, and the third is to execute. When it comes to events, you plan the event, you promote the event, you execute the event. And um, that's what I'm going to show you on this grid. Uh, this is what this grid is going to help us. So we're coming full circle uh, where we're going to talk about this, this diagram. So as you can see in this diagram, I have quarter one, two, three, and four on the left-hand side. Um, what we've done, this is, this is a little bit of the Vibrant Church playbook. So this is really, uh, uh, this is like reality. This is something we're actually going to be using. Uh, and it's come from years of experience working at, at uh, different churches and serving different churches. So we're kind of putting the best of the, the best together as far as in, in my world into this calendar. So hopefully you can grab a few things from, from this. So uh, in quarter one, we're going to be focused on connecting. So we, we just have a theme. Quarter two is about reaching, reaching out. Uh, Easter's in quarter two, so big time of year for that. Mother's Day, Father's Day, those type of things. So it's reaching out. Uh, week three is a, kind of a discipleship. It's that revival time that we talked about. It's kind of a week quarter three. So we're going to focus on that. Quarter four is about mission, being on mission and doing some stuff. You know, Christmas, the holidays, is usually a great time to get out and do some things. So the overall theme is mission. January, um, we are planning a few things, we are promoting a few things, and we are doing a few things. So uh, I just want to show you real quick in January. Uh, in green, you'll see Easter, because we are planning Easter in January. So again, on the right-hand side, this diagram, green is plan. So we are planning Easter. Uh, we are promoting the things in blue. Uh, growth track is our discipleship program. So we're promoting growth track and we're also promoting groups because groups are going to start up in February. And then uh, the thing that's really big in uh, the, the orange color at the very bottom is our invite series. So that's what we're executing in January. So you can kind of see how this works. In January, we're, we're planning some things, we're promoting some things, and then we're executing something, one thing uh, to happen during the course of that month. And then what, what I've done... Um, Again, to, this is when I was on staff at a mega church, had lots of resources, I needed to get everybody on the same page. I went from month to month and just said, hey, this is what we're planning, this is what we're promoting, and this is what we're doing. So that uh, my communications team was well equipped to be able to win because they know what they needed to do in January to prepare for April, and they could win because of that. Uh, it also helped a byproduct, it just helped the church as a whole is everybody was thinking they had to like get all their stuff in January for Easter. They had to be prepared in January to give it all to us so we could promote it. So it helped them get better so, to create a better Easter event. So I want to encourage you with that. Uh, think about what that looks like for your church. And then this grid just shows you a little bit more of how this plays out from month to month. So I'll zoom in just a little bit so you can see that a little bit closer. Um, January, February, and then we go down into the second quarter, April, May, June, and you can kind of see how everything we talked about gets plotted into this diagram. I will share this diagram on our closed Facebook group so that you can have access to it and uh, take a closer look at it. Um, uh, but I also wanted to show you one other thing uh, that's also in the Facebook group. Uh, this, is a, this is a spreadsheet that I created uh, that takes that, that nice looking diagram and makes it into an actual tool that you can use 
So again, I have January, February, March, April, May all laid out. And then uh, as you go down, these are the things that are happening. And then these are the things that we are planning. So at the very bottom, we're planning, uh, again, these are actual examples from the church I used to work at. So I just, I just uh, saved it. I put it into Facebook so you can go in and edit it and change it. It's a Word document. Uh, so if you wanted to use it, you can do that. Uh, so in uh, January, we're planning Easter. We're planning Summit, which was the youth camp at the time. Uh, these are all, they're all communication things, and uh, you can use this for church planning as well. Uh, we're creating promotions for these items. We're printing. So I added a little bit more detail in, in this version of it. Uh, we're actually printing some, some of these things right now um, in January. And then in uh, media, we have, we're creating a, we're, we're actually showing some things. Um, and then some events are happening. 21 Days of Prayer was happening in January. Uh, this event called Girl Time was happening in January. So that's at the very top, what's actually happening. Um, so hopefully that helps you out. This is very much more granular. Um, but if you just take it one month at a time, it's a little bit uh, less daunting to think about, hey, well, what am I planning? What am I promoting this month? And then what is actually happening this month? And then just play that out uh, throughout the rest of the year. And then what you need to do is just at the beginning of the month, come take a look at this and just make sure you execute. It makes it easy so you're not having to guess. And then the whole church gets to um, be, be able to get on the same rhythm. Uh, if this can go beyond their communications team, the whole church gets to be in rhythm now to say, hey, uh, in January, we have to have all our stuff together for Easter um, and we need to be ready to go as a church so that uh, we have all the details so we can start communicating those things well and producing uh, really high level stuff. So the results that you're gonna see, if you, if you follow through with this, um, you, the results you're gonna see is that the level of your promotions get, gets better, gets more creative. And as a result of that, you're able to reach more people and because of your, your creativity, you're not just trying to reach people to show, to show up. You're trying to get them to come back after the event. So you're able to plan that in as well. So ultimately, you're going to reach more people. You're going to attract more people. And you're going to get people to stick because you're just able to do a much better job at the marketing and the communications piece because you're thinking in advance. You're thinking by quarters and you're putting together a plan well in advance. All right, so let me start to wrap things up. Um, looks like my internet was able to last, so I'm, a, I'm a grateful that we got through this. Um, I'll put the replay into our Facebook group so you can have access to it. I want to invite you to join me next. Um, actually, I have a mistake on my screen. Let me not show you that. Um, I want to show you, I want to uh, make an announcement that we are, we are shifting from Tuesday to Thursday. So our... Um, so our, uh, our normal meeting time is Tuesday afternoons at one o'clock. Um, I got some feedback that, hey, uh, we churches in general are in a lot of meetings on Tuesday. So I'm going to bump it to Thursday and that starts next week. So Thursday, the 31st of July, it's the last day of July. Join me at one o'clock, same time, so one o'clock in the afternoon, uh, Eastern time. So 12 o'clock central. Um, and let's, let's, we're just going to shift that day, uh, make it on Thursday. We're going to try that for a little bit. And um, I'll, I'll take some Q&A uh, next week. Uh, like, as usual, though, I'll bring some new content, uh, share some new stuff that we've come across or that we've done. 
and it'll be a great session where we just get to hang out and have a conversation. So bring your questions next Thursday. Let's talk about uh, what's going on at your church and uh, how this may be applied or how you're applying this at your church so that we can uh, get some good feedback as a, as a group. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up um, for right now. Um, thanks for joining me. I like to keep this about 30 minutes long. And uh, I'm going to hang out just for a little bit longer. If you guys need uh, to ask a question or two, feel free to do that. Uh, Marquita, yes, the chart is editable. Um, there's, there's a Word document version in Facebook that you can open up in Microsoft Word and then be able to edit that document for yourself. So um, uh, feel free to do that. Um, so once again, I uh, just wanted to share the Full Focus Planner uh, from Michael Hyatt. It's a great tool that I use. And um, uh, yeah, I guess that's it for today. So if there's any questions, uh, feel free to, to unmute your, your, yourself and ask some questions right now. We'll, I'll hang out. If you have any comments as well, I'd love to hear any comments that maybe you've done something like this before or maybe you've struggled and maybe this is going to help you out. For me, it'll help out immensely. And this is Marquita. Um, I am over the marketing team and I also am over special events. Um, so two huge teams that require tons of planning. Um, and I try to always forecast um, a few months out, try not to give my team too much to work with. Um, and as I'm looking forward to getting set up and planned for next year, which is 2020, um, this will help me do so. Um, so great material that I can begin to prepare now um, as we start to um, get prepared for the new year. So when I have my meeting in um, for the fourth quarter, as we're planning for the first quarter of 2020, um, this would be some great material that I get a chance to leave with my team that we can use. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Awesome. I know, man, it, it'll help you quite a bit, especially in both of those areas that you're in charge of. Um, and then also just, uh, just a couple of things. There's some great tools like Asana or Trello uh, that are project management tools that are free. Um, there's also one called Airtable. Um, so I'm, I'm giving you like a spreadsheet version, but there's also some project management tools. Uh, there's another one called Basecamp um, that you could possibly look at um, getting into that might help you do this. Uh, just as far as like getting communication in into the stream as well with your team. Uh, so might as well check it out. Uh, we I liked um, Trello was great. It was really simple. So Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O, and uh, Asana, uh, Asana, A-S-A-N-A, -A, I believe. Um, both of those were really great tools that I've used in the past. Thank you. Just found them both. Um, and I'll take a look at both. Um, so for what I do, um, planners are just amazing. I can't really speak for anybody else, but um, they are what I need to live by, um, for, especially for work and then just personally. So thanks for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. And then as you work with a, as a group, some of those digital tools are going to be um, very useful so that you can put information into one place and then somebody's able to get that information or get feedback from you. So 
Awesome. Glad you found it. Trello's probably the, the one to start with if you haven't done one of these before. It's really easy. It's fun to use. Um, it's, it, you don't need a manual to figure it out. It's, it's pretty simple. Okay, cool. All right. Any other uh, final questions or comments? I don't want to hold you too long. I always try to be conscious of your time and I appreciate you joining me on the week, the weekly call. Hey, Michael, this is Ed. Uh, how do I get to that Facebook page? Oh, yeah. Um, Ed, if you are uh, part of our membership, there's a, there's a, there's a group called, um, I send out a link every week to the, uh, to the group. And it's, um, it's basically called Church Branding Hub is the name of the page. And then uh, I just, uh, you have to request to join. And then once you request, um, uh, somebody will let you in for my team. And then you have access to, to all the playbacks and the resources. Awesome. Thank you. All right. I know, Pastor Williams, you were doing an event this past weekend. Uh, it was a picnic of some kind, I think, and it was crazy hot. So any, uh, any feedback from your event? Well, no, no one fell out. Uh, <laughs> when I say hot, it was the air temperature was like 96 degrees. And uh, I think with the heat index, it was close to 110, you know, 108. So it was very low key, but we had a great time. Um, so we need to relook at maybe another time or part of the year. So um, it exceeded the expectations. However, um, because of the weather, it did affect the outcome in some way. Right. That makes sense. It was hot. I just, most of the country was hot. So um, yeah. makes yeah. sense to, to move that maybe uh, to a cooler time of year. Outdoor events are always tricky. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks for that report. All right. Well, I'll, I'll uh, wrap it up for today. Uh, thanks for joining me. Remember, next week we're going to be doing it on Thursday afternoon, not Tuesday, on Thursday afternoon. I'm actually going to a conference uh, here in the next week between now and then. Um, it's, a, it's a marketing conference. It's kind of what I do. Um, so one of the things that I want to do is um, learn new stuff so I can bring it to, to this group and apply it. Um, so uh, I think after the conference, I might not have it on that that day next week, but I'm, I'm eager to share with you some of the stuff that we're learning. Um, it's not a church conference. It is a straight up marketing conference. Um, so my hope in going to it is that I can get some new, fresh ideas from the marketing world. And because of my, my background in church world, uh, I, I can basically filter out some things that we can use in church world that'll, that'll help us and um, present that to you guys. So that's kind of what I'm up to here in the next uh, week. I'm excited about it. Welcome to the Church Brand Guide podcast. My name is Michael Persad. This is the podcast where we want to serve you as your virtual communications director to provide clear communication strategy because we believe that confusion is the enemy of your vision.